tonight on Access TV. It's Gotham Comedy Live. Get ready to laugh with Matt Fulcheron, Robin Shaw, Dave Temple, Greg Rogel. This week's host, Daryl Hannah. Gotham Comedy Live. All happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Hammond! Uh, tell him to be quiet. You guy's yelling at me over there. Say this shit over here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gotham Comedy Live, Access TV. It's a live show. There are about a million people watching, listening to you right now, and me, live. So here comes some filthy shit. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know if they said in the credits, I wrote a book last year that's a New York Times bestseller called uh, God, If You're Not Up There, I'm Fucked. Um, <laughs> it's true, it is. That's the name of the book. Uh, thanks to Dr. Phil, I guess, because the bookstores wouldn't carry it. <laughs> but now that I have a million people watching me live, I think I'd like to talk about it. Um, of course, you know, the first part of the book is about absinthe. Does anyone know what absinthe is? Yeah? <laughs> if you don't know what it is, it's alcohol and LSD. <laughs> you get drunk and you hallucinate. So I wrote four chapters on that. <laughs> I have a little experience in that area. How do you know when you've had too much absinthe? These are all true stories, by the way. I've never actually, I've never actually written a joke. I just tell stories about how fucked up I am <laughs> and the weird stuff I've done. How do you know when you've had too much absinthe? Uh, when you're being tapped on the shoulder by a cop reminding you you're in the middle of a conversation? <laughs> when you're at a donkey show in Tijuana? and you're facing the audience? <laughs> These are all autobiographical. But the real way to know when you've had too much absinthe, when you're having such a hard time finding your way home, you have to park across the street from Domino's, order a pizza to your house, and then follow their truck. <laughs> you know you've had too much absinthe to drink. That's too much drinking. I, uh, I, uh, I played uh, President Clinton on Saturday Night Live um, for 14 years, and a lot of the book is about how much he uh, uh, dominated my life um, and how obsessed the world was uh, with him and not with me. Um, I'll just give you a couple of true stories here. When I was getting my colonoscopy, <clears throat> no, I see some yo young people here think home invasion. <laughs> Stuff you never thought would happen, but oh, now it's happening. Oh, mama, it's going on for too long. <clears throat> yes, I was getting a colonoscopy, and uh, I was pretty scared. That part of my body's, I think, been used for uh, normal egress and ingress. Uh, you know, the in and out kind of thing. Nothing steel. Um, nothing uh, with electricity in it. <laughs> nothing with a camera in it. And it was like getting ready to touch my bum, right? I mean, I don't know how else to call it. But it was going to touch me there. And just the second it touched, and I was scared as shit too, man. If you've never been penetrated thusly. <laughs> sorry. But I was scared. Um, so it, it, the second it touched my, me there, I actually went like this, I went, huh? <laughs> Which is so, so debilitating, you know? I've always thought of myself as kind of a tough guy. And then I went, huh? <laughs> Me there. I actually went like this, I went, huh? <laughs> Which is so, so debilitating, you know. I've always thought of myself as kind of a tough guy. And then I went, 
the second I made that sound, the anesthesiologist leaned into me and went, what would Clinton say? I said, he would say, what is a nice girl like you? <laughs> Doing in a place like that. <laughs> you know, it sucks being an average dude and playing this guy that Chicks love. I mean, I, I mean, people that are cr go crazy over this guy. And I, I, I'll give you another true, absolutely true story. I was at Iowa State University and uh, did a show. And after the show, a co-ed followed me to my car and said exactly like this, Mr. Hammond, <laughs> I will so show you my breasts if you talk like President Clinton for me. And I had never heard anyone talk like that. <laughs> so I said, young lady, could you please say that again? Just like, she said, I will so show you my breath. If you will talk like Bill Clinton for me. <clears throat> I said, oh God. I said, young lady, that's so sick. <sighs> that is so sick. I wish I were a better person, but I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to pick which stories to tell. Oh, let me tell you about when I met him. Um, listen, this guy is, uh, whoa. I mean, I'm 5'11", I'm right? He's a lot taller um, than me. First of all, I'd never been in the Oval Office, and I graduated college with a 2.1 average. <laughs> all right, and that was with cheating. Like, I was part of an independent study program to determine if you drink a fifth of gin a day every day for five years, you know, would it affect your grades? And, hey, yeah, yeah, it does. But I remember when I walked to the Oval Office, I was awestruck, and I thought to myself, you know, boy, I bet no president of the United States will ever walk in this office that graduated with a 2.1. And a couple years later, that turned out to be wrong. No. So I feel good about, I feel very good about that. Um, I, 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 let me just tell you how, what it was like to meet him. First of all, you know how this is like your personal space and you don't want let people get in here? Like he gets right in there. <laughs> like I walked, President Clinton, I walked in the room and he's standing there eating ham. And he really looked good eating ham. Like, I was like, maybe that's how you're supposed to eat ham. Because he looked good. He's, you know, I was like. And you think you're going to say something smart the first time you meet a president, but I don't know if you ever do. I mean, like, you know how when that, the, the thought is rolling off your tongue and your brain's looking at it going, I didn't authorize that. I would never say fucking stupid shit like that. Like, he, he came up to me, and he's like standing right here, and I, I got really scared. I couldn't think of shit to say. But my mouth said, thank you for my house. I couldn't think, I was like, I mean, that was sincere. I was sincere, right? I was being <clears throat> And he looked down at me, and he goes, do you know what? I make the headlines, but you, you turn them into gold. <laughs> and I almost said, all right, I'll fuck you. Um, because no one has ever talked to me like that. In my whole life, no one has ever talked to me like that before. I'm not gay, but I don't, Pretty sure you don't have to be for this. Um, yeah, welcome to New York City for those of you from out of town. I, uh, 
It's quite a town. I uh, flew in here today from New Orleans, where I live now, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, something always happens. You know, the airports are so sophisticated at security now. I mean, they're so good at it. I mean, the, the changes they've made since 9-11, the random foot check, the butt check. <laughs> Here's my dick. Here's my ass. Okay, I thought that was all brilliant. But what really makes me feel <laughs> safe is that sign at the checkpoint that says, no guns or explosives past this point. I mean, I have seen like five terrorists this year just walk in and go, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 get, get back in the van, get back in the van. There is a sign now. All right, everybody ready to start? We are going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back with Gotham Comedy Live. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Matt Fultron is taking the stage when we return. Gotham Comedy Live on Access TV. First comic tonight, very funny gentleman who has been seen on Comedy Central Presents. Here's Matt Fulcheron. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Right, right thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. I am so fat on live TV right now. Look at that, that stomach just trying to be a star. Fuck that. Can we edit that out? I am uh, I'm visiting from Southern California, and uh, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. I miss my, I miss my medical marijuana. Uh, we're going through the phase in history in California right now where we're pretending like marijuana is medicine. Uh, we wink at each other when we buy it. We pretend like it's healthy. Is it healthy? Mm. It's a lot of energy for pot smokers, but I'll take it. I just got up here. It might be healthy. Maybe, well, maybe if you eat it. Is anything you smoke ever good for you? Is your doctor ever like, I want you to go home, I want you to get some lettuce, get some chives, get some spinach? Dry it out, roll it up in a piece of paper, <laughs> light it on fire, and inhale the smoke into your lungs. At your age, you gotta get your greens. <laughs> Have you ever heard an athlete be like, oh man, I just freebased this low-fat turkey sandwich <laughs> on whole wheat bread. I feel like I could run an inch right now. <laughs> I love New York City though, man. Staying in Brooklyn. I can't get home sober in Brooklyn. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Open late, too many bars, too many deals, right? Be trying to get home, I see a sign in a window in a bar. I'll be like, one dollar Miller High Life. Free pizza. <laughs> well, it'd be irresponsible not to go in there and get fucking annihilated right now. They'd be ripping me off if I didn't go in there. That's cheaper than grocery shopping. <laughs> now I'm trying to get home drunk. There's more bars. There's more deals. See another bar, it's like free parakeet <laughs> with purchase of house whiskey. <laughs> well, I need a bird. <laughs> they, they know I need a bird. They're taking advantage of my bad situation. <laughs> I don't need a bird. I need a wife. I need somebody cute to tell me what to do. Because the shit I'm coming up with on my own is not working out well at all. <laughs> Everything I thought I didn't want 10 years ago, I need immediately. I need a wife, I need a job, and I need a religion. Starting tonight, or I'm gonna fucking die. Probably on the E-train with a bird trying to get out of this pocket right here. 
All my friends are married and they're jealous of me, which is really stupid, right? They're like, dude, you're so lucky. You can have sex with anybody you want to. No, I can't. They have to agree to it first. Otherwise, it's a huge, huge crime. Then they'll put me in jail where I don't have to agree to it first. No, thank you. Say what you want about this face. I'm cute as shit in prison. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. You know it. My friends put that on me. They're like, man, if I was single like you, I'd be having sex with a different chick every night. No, you wouldn't. I knew you when you were single. You used to call me and cry about it. You found one person that would fuck you. And you made them sign a contract. Thank you. You made them sign a contract in front of both your families. You needed hundreds of witnesses. That's how insecure you were. It was never going to happen again. Don't put your dreams on me. You can't handle it. Done a couple. Uh, I've never actually done a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a dating site. I've gone on this one I heard about in the Midwest called uh, FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> which is just fun to go and check out. It's a very exclusive group. I had no idea. You can't date any, any of them. They're like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Farmers only. <laughs> you don't plow this field, you don't plow this ass. That's how that works. <laughs> Farmer Matt wants a shed full of hoes, I'll tell you that. I went on cougarlife.com just to find out all the women on it were younger than me. That fucking sucks. <laughs> you gotta go out with younger girls. Younger girls are cute, but be warned, they will break up with you via text message that features emoticons. <laughs> like, I don't think this is working out. Frowny face, frowny face, teary face. <laughs> me neither. Double thumbs down. You know how long it takes to do double thumbs down on a flip phone? <laughs> Decades. I, I got a lot of game. I go out on a date, I get the air freshener for the car. Keep your panties on, ladies. There's more to this story, all right? I get the air freshener, this is new car smell. Hide it under the seat. Girls get in my car, they're like, oh my God. They're like, Matt owns the world's only brand new 89 Honda Accord. <laughs> I think I want to have his baby. <laughs> On a side note, my, my car just broke down. I can't afford to get it fixed. It's a transmission, and I'm so embarrassed about it. I've just been telling everyone I got a DUI. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to lie to get the respect that you deserve. You ever go on a date, find out you're not on a date at all? Yeah, you have. It's happening to some of you guys tonight. You don't, you don't even know it. As soon as you hear the words, my boyfriend, I mean, that's when you know it's over. I took this girl out, I was paying, you know what I mean? As I was paying the check, she was like, yeah, my boyfriend works in Culver City. And I was like, your boyfriend? Yo, what the fuck are we doing at this taco truck? You wasting my time and you wasting my six bucks. You think money just grows on trees? You think restaurants just pull up the curbs? In the summer, they do. I'll get back in a relationship, though. Relationships are important because without relationships, how else would you know that you're annoying even when you're asleep, right? You need someone there to remind you. You were snoring last night. That's my time, all right? I am off the fucking clock when I'm unconscious. Do you understand that? That's all I have left. That's all I got left. What's the end of all this misery? This romance pornography? I don't, I don't think so. Pornography is disgusting. On the internet it is, anyways. Everything on the internet is disgusting because that regular people comment on professionals' work. As an artist, I don't appreciate that, all right? 
I'll go on a porn site, I'll find a video I really like, and then underneath in the comments section, all the haters start in. Like Jeff Horny 37. <laughs> They'll be like, this porno actress isn't cute. <laughs> or people give a thumbs down to the video. Anytime you're on YouPorn, you see a rating that's less than 100%, that means someone took time out of their jerk to be like, I don't like it. <laughs> Which poses the question, what are you impressed with, honestly? There are beautiful people butt naked on your computer for free, and you're like, not good enough for me. Not up to my standards. If you got something better to watch, click on it. Otherwise, leave these nice people alone. They are sacrificing their health and their future so you can have more fun when you're lonely. That doesn't mean anything to you. Have fun in hell. That's where you're headed. Amen. I'm Matt Folsteron. Thank you for having me. You guys were too kind. Thank you. For more laughs on Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Robin Shaw is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live Access TV very live television show. Our next comedian is making her stand-up TV debut at this moment. Please welcome Robin Shaw. City, and I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight to, to fit into my apartment. <laughs> For those of you who are not from New York, okay, you gotta see a New York City apartment, okay? Mine, it's tiny, okay? I don't have a kitchen, right? I could, I could literally pee in my bed and be correct, okay? That's... <laughs> That's my living situation, okay, as an adult. I had to get a loft bed, right? Do you know what that is? That's when you have to like climb up to get into bed, right? When I get this loft bed on the box, said could only hold 250 pounds, right? <laughs> so now I have to find a guy that weighs 110 pounds. It's like, I don't know. Not cute. Don't do the math, bitches. I know you're doing the weight. I'm the first girl ever to say your weight on national television. Awesome. All right, actually, I'm gonna paint you guys a picture what it's like to have a loft bed as an adult, okay? I, I convince a man to come home with me. I weigh him in. Then, um, <laughs> yeah. Th then I have to, like, hoist him up a ladder, okay? Be, be honest, who here's ever made love in a love? Like I'm so classy all of a sudden, right? Who here's fucked in the sky? Anyone? Anyone? It's proper, right? It's so awkward, okay? When you're having sex with someone and your face from the ceiling is two inches, right? He's banging me, I'm banging my head on the ceiling. It's not, it's not cute. And here's the thing, honestly, I always use protection, right? But then I look like an idiot wearing a helmet. <laughs> but, um, you got it, right? You do. Terrible. No, you have to, no, because this is why, otherwise it's a lot of this, like, uh, ew, uh, Thank you. How much do you weigh? Okay, okay. Yeah, focus, focus. I'm working. I'm 
from work. See, they're just, they're all over me. I don't know. I, I really, I can't, I can't fit. I can't afford anything bigger than what I have because my day job is I'm an actress on Craigslist. And, um, I, this is where my career's at, okay? I had an audition for a Foot Locker commercial. All I had to do for this Foot Locker audition was just walk across the room. The director told me to stop overacting, okay? <laughs> so I did it again with my clothes on. And <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. And, and here's the thing, I know I have a very strong New York accent, right? But while I was in the audition, every time I started talking, the director was like, Robin, less New York. I, I had one line for this audition. It was, it was, um, I love walking my dog, right? <laughs> killed it, killed it, right? Killed it, killed it. No, 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 he, he, he cuts me off. He's like, Robin, less New York. <laughs> So I stabbed him. And, and, uh, I, think, uh, I think I fucked it. I, think, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I think I, this is my life. Honestly, this is ridiculous. All my girlfriends, like I'm at the age, they're all getting married and having babies, which is just terrible. I um, oh, it's the worst, right? My girl, I went to a baby shower this weekend, and here's the new trend. I don't know if this is a New York thing or what, but the new trend in baby showers is they're finding out the sex of the baby at the baby shower with the cake cutting. Has any of you been to this, right? It is, this is what happens, okay? So once your doctor knows if you're having a boy or girl, he tells a bakery, okay? <laughs> Seriously, I'm not making this up, I'm not. I, I, I swear. The bakery delivers a cake to your baby shower, okay? You cut the cake in front of your friends and family. If the inside is pink, you're having a girl. If the inside is blue, you're having a boy, okay? This is bullshit, right? Back me up, people. This is terrible, right? I I would never do this, because I know if, if I was pregnant and well, kept it, <laughs> you know. I um no, let's, on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Anyway, if if I was pregnant, I wouldn't do this, because I'm telling you, if I cut that cake in front of my friends and family, my luck, the inside, would be chocolate, you know? <laughs> My boyfriend would be like, what the hell? I'd be like, surprise! <laughs> I'm having Jamal's baby! I'm a mess, I'm a mess. I don't know. Here's a, here's a positive. I've lost 85 pounds, okay? Seriously, yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, I, I was a fat, I was, a, I was like a fat kid. Like I was one of those kids that like, like looked for strangers with candy, you know? <laughs> no, I mean if they had a van, good, I didn't like to walk. But um, uh, man, I was fat, right? And here's the, I've lost all this weight, yet you, as an actress, I only get cast in fat roles. And this year I was cast in an ASAP Rocky music video. Shabba Ranks, has anyone heard of it? Three okay. I was the cake eating girl in that, okay? I've got, I've got fans here, okay? So, um, uh, right? So, I get on set. First off, the title of my role was Chubby Girl Eating Cake, okay? So, I get on set, they're like, Robin, just shove cake in your mouth. Rocky's gonna walk in, he's gonna start rapping. Just don't stop shoving cake in your mouth. I was like, got it. I, um, I was born for this role, born for it, right? So I start, I start shoving the cake in my mouth. Rocky walks in, I know I can't rap, so I'm paraphrasing, but what's the line he's rapping as I'm shoving cake in my mouth? He's like, da 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 da. <laughs> Fat bitches eating cake! Fat bitches eating cake! Fat bitches eating cake! Fat bitch, I'm sorry, I am not a bitch, you know? So 
disintegrating. Because yeah. that fat bitch is eating cake. I was like, time out. I need more cake. Real, real success story. <laughs> That night I came home, I, I want to eat all the time, right? Like even like with my guy, I'll be like, oh, let's incorporate romantic foods in the bedroom, you know? Like sexy foods, like hash browns and bacon. Bacon's good shit, right? But I, uh, so I was telling him all about my day with the cake. Without missing a beat, he goes, Robin, it'd be hot if you ate chocolate cake off my junk. <laughs> do, do you know how dangerous that is, right? Letting a former fat girl eat cake off your junk, okay? <laughs> that, that, that's dangerous, right? That's like letting a tiger eat steak off your face. Like, <laughs> it's dangerous. Guys, my name is Robin Shaw. You're a lot of fun. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Gabe Temple is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back. Gotham Comedy Live. Live, 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 live and funny every week. Your next comedian is also making his stand-up television debut right at this moment. Warm round of applause for Dave Temple. Hey! Ah! Thank you. Thank you. Ah, it's good to be here. Good to be here in New York. I'm actually doing this show slightly sober. Um, <laughs> now, I was like too much of a confident drunk, you know what I mean? Like, I was a drinker and driver too, that was the worst. Like, I've been doing it for years, I know my number is coming, right? Like, that DUI is on its way. They got signs on the side of the road now, kind of scare me, DUI, you can't afford it. Have you seen this sign? That's a very presumptuous sign. You don't know what I can afford. <laughs> That's the confidence in me when that alcohol gets there. You don't know what I can afford. I just might have to go ahead and write the ticket. What? What? In court, like, yeah, you didn't know I was rolling like that, did you? Like, I get it, though. I get a sign like that. Like, it's necessary, because, like, we take it too far when you get to drinking and driving. Like, I was one of those people late night coming from a show in that middle lane, swerving all around, 2.30 in the morning. I don't know where I got this idea from. I thought it was okay to just put my hazard lights on. <laughs> As if that solves the problem, right? No. I'm just drunk, right? Like, like my night would just, whoo, I am a mess. Huh. Let me go ahead and put these hazard lights on. Huh? <laughs> I'm yelling at cars behind me, go around, I'm a hazard. I didn't care who was back there. One time the cops are back there with the red and blues on. Whoop, whoop, go around. Yeah, I got my hazard lights on, I'm a hazard. But it's weird, like the alcohol gave me that confidence, right? Because we all get there, we all think we have it, right? We all think we got it, and we tell ourselves, it's just a 15 minute ride, all I gotta do is stay in the lines, and you coach yourself, and you climb in there anyway. <laughs> I got it, <laughs> Roll the windows down, right? Turn the AC up, you might turn the music up, try and sing along. I would close one eye to get rid of the double vision. I'm right there behind that wheel. <laughs> 15 minutes to stay in the lines, all right? Five minutes into that ride, what happens? I find myself dodging trees. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Who put trees on the West Side Highway? Like, I'm upset. Now, I make it the other 10 minutes home. I get to park my car in front of my house, and I actually have to say a prayer and thank God that he had mercy on me after another reckless night of drinking and driving. And that's when I realized the trees I was dodging are actually air fresheners hanging from the rearview mirror. <laughs> oh, get the... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stop drinking! 
Grow up. Take a cab. That's the responsible thing to do. Oh, and I think I'm grown. 31 this year, right? That's a real number. You're grown at 31, right? Uh, you, some of you don't agree. I don't either. Uh, like, I know I'm not grown by the way I conduct myself when I'm in my apartment by myself. Like, today, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. For some reason, I still did this. <laughs> I, I just flinched at myself. I saw myself and said, you look good today. I messed somebody up at the comedy show. Ooh, ooh, I wish somebody would, right? <laughs> Fellas, as long as you have testosterone in your body, you will always what? I wish you, ooh! Ladies, you're not wired the same way we are. Like, you might look in the mirror, look at your butt a little bit. <laughs> might take a picture, see the squats are coming in nicely. <laughs> but it doesn't result in you might scratch a chick's face tonight at Gotham. You're not wired the same. Men, we're like dogs. We just see us say, Roo! Roo! Like... <laughs> Childish behavior, people. All of my behavior is childish. Like, am I the only one at 31 that still balances the light switch halfway between off and on? <laughs> Just to see when the circuit breaks, right? Like, hmm. Sometimes I still close the refrigerator door slowly and peek inside to see when the light goes off. That's 45 minutes for me today, people. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> I gotta grow up. I gotta grow up sometime, which is sad, because I have kids I'm supposed to be raising. <laughs> I do mean supposed to. I'm doing a terrible, like, I have no idea how to, like, step up when it comes time to, like, have a real conversation with my kids. I got two girls, nine and three, daughters, right? Beautiful little girls. My three-year-old once walked in on me while I was peeing. <laughs> Typical three-year-old little girl question. Daddy, what's wrong with your vagina? <laughs> I didn't know how to answer that question. Like, I panicked immediately. Just, whoa, um, go to bed. That was all I had. <laughs> go to bed. It's past your bedtime. That's wrong, my vagina. Like, <laughs> I was about to have a sex talk with my three-year-old. Hell no, that's not happening at all. No way. I don't even know. Do people still have sex talks growing up? Did you have a sex talk growing up, Miss? You did? Oh, you're blessed. You didn't have to learn it on the streets like the rest of us, huh? Just get out there, just banging out one guy at a time. Uh, uh, uh. That is a terrible impression for women having sex. This right here. <laughs> I had a sex talk. I had a sex talk early. Like mom wasn't playing. I was like eight, eight years old when I had a sex talk. It was very impromptu. I walked in on my mom and her boyfriend at the time, and they were, they were taping sponges to the back of her headboard. <laughs> Yeah. You realize how traumatizing that, like, I would rather walk in on the act as opposed to them preparing for later on. <laughs> I'm eight years old, I know nothing about sex. I'm the one asking the questions now. Why are you putting sponges on your bed, right? He answered for her, so you get some sleep, little nigga. Like, that was my sex talk. <laughs> some sleep, little nigga. Uh, now go to bed, it's past your bedtime. Uh, uh, I don't know, I gotta get my life together. I think I might need Jesus or something like that. Uh, I don't know, anybody here real religious? I don't think so. This is like, you don't get much of it anymore, right? Like, I went through a phase in my life, I wanted to be very religious. Like, I felt like people that went to church every Sunday had a better life than me, and I wanted that, right? So I went to church every Sunday, you know, and I was really trying to get into this. Unfortunately for me, I went to one of those churches where halfway through the sermon, the pastor would come down out of the pulpit and start knocking people out. <laughs> you guys know the church I'm talking about, right? Just steps down, who wants a blessing? Huh? You get a blessing. And you get a blessing. And you get a blessing, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I want a blessing, right? Like, <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted to fall out on the floor. And, ah, right? like, uh, 
<laughs> so I worked up the nerve to get in line one day, right, and get knocked out. I'm like, knock me out, right? I'm 6'3", over 200 pounds. The pastor's deep into his 60s. If you're gonna knock me out, you got to come with it, right? Dude, so when he hit me and he gave me one of them hits on the forehead, it was just like that, like, what? What, right? But like the deacons were on it. They immediately, code blue, he didn't go down, right? <laughs> so now, I swear, now the deacons come up, they got their forearm in the small of my back, so when he hits me again, it's immediately, I'm taken out, right? Like, oh, shit, right? They put a white cloth on my head, they started pouring holy water, it got in my eyes, it burns. Jesus, Jesus! It looked like I was having it, but I was being waterboarded in the church, people. Guys, you guys have been great. My name is James Temple. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Greg Rogel is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs right now. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live. Uh, here's one of New York City's best comedians from The Tonight Show, Greg Rugel. Thanks, everybody. Oh, nice to be here. Axis TV. I actually wanted to tape the show at home, but my cable's been out the past couple of days. I had to call the cable company. I had to deal with the automated customer support at the cable company. What a pleasant experience that is. <laughs> no, it doesn't put you through to a real person. The automated system actually tries to solve the problem for you by asking you a series of exceedingly more irritating questions till you finally have a nervous breakdown. I was trying to figure it out what it is about this automated system that gets me so agitated. It's the voice. It's that woman's voice. It's just so pleasant and calm, and it just doesn't match my level of frustration and anxiety. I need to hear the voice of an angry black man, you know? And I want to call him up. Yeah, my cable just went out. Man, that's some bullshit. I know. Yeah, the light, it just keeps blinking on and off. Man, reboot that bitch. I will. I will. And thank you for understanding me, automated angry black man. See, technology should simplify your life. You know, it shouldn't complicate things. Another example is iTunes. Anybody who's ever tried to put music on an iPhone knows what I'm talking about. It's a pain in the ass. You can't do it the easy way. You have to use iTunes. iTunes makes me want to dig up Steve Jobs and drag and drop his body off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, no. Because that would be the easy way to do it. I don't have to load his body into another grave and then wait for the cliff to scan for bodies. No. You just drag and drop. <laughs> and Siri's useless, isn't she? In theory, Siri was a great idea, but no practicality. It's like having a mentally retarded assistant. <laughs> Siri, find me the nearest gas station, searching the web for castration. No, Siri. I found six urologists in your area. No, Siri, guess, guess. I found four proctologists in your area. You're so stupid, Siri. I don't talk to you that way. <laughs> I connect the iPhone to my laptop. It asks me if I trusted my computer. No. It has my browsing history. My computer has leverage on me. There are remnants of a woman blowing a donkey on my computer. There's no trust. Trust my computer? The government's monitoring all of our internet activity. I'll tell you, since I found out the government's been watching, I've been downloading even more pornography. I like that they like to watch.
I like to stand in front of a webcam with the presidential seal behind me, angrily masturbating into the camera. Just calling on names of congressmen I don't like, too. You know? I hate you, John Boehner. You're such a whiny douche. You know? just, a, just a whiny douche. John Boehner is a whiny douche, isn't he? Suing the president. What a douche. The American people won't stand for a nit for a president who's not willing to negotiate. Now, I spoke to those dirty to the Senate Budget Committee. He really is spineless. If he was on the Titanic and they called out women and children first, John Boehner would be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Men create jobs. <laughs> Went to a Mexican restaurant with some friends the other night. They took me tequila tasting. Apparently, I don't have a refined palate because I couldn't pick up on all the subtleties of tequila. It's many levels of complexity. The floral notes accented with pronounced citrus, giving way to a thick, oaky, vanilla mid-palate with butterscotch undertones. I didn't taste any of that shit. I could tell you exactly what the vomit tasted like, though. Tequila and scrambled eggs with a dry finish. <laughs> floral notes. I couldn't detect a floral note if I was eating a fucking flower. <laughs> That's a rich man's sport, liquor tasting. Which is ironic, because you think the homeless would be really good at it. <laughs> Aren't they not experts? How come they never developed a refined palate? <laughs> hey, what's that liquor taste like? Vietnam! It was a real upscale Mexican restaurant we went to. Had a bathroom attendant in this place. Can they discontinue the bathroom attendant as a profession? It's kind of intrusive. You know? I've never been sitting on a toilet and thinking to myself, you know what I could use right now? <laughs> Company. <laughs> Nothing would enhance the shitting experience more than knowing there's a strange man right outside that stall door waiting to hit me up for a buck. What an awful job, bathroom attendant. Especially in a Mexican restaurant, too. Uh, that is definitely an entry-level position right there. That job was definitely created by a super wealthy asshole. Shitting is not enough. I need to know there's a poor man in here with me. Smelling it for a dollar. They really got to get rid of the bathroom attendant. You know what else they should get rid of? The automated hand towel dispenser. What a waste of technology that is. What was so hard about this? That worked flawlessly. Now I still got to do this. But I got to do that little David Copperfield thing first. And And this never works half the time. I find myself fondling that thing, trying to find that sweet spot. They took something flawless and they invented the flaw. I'm just glad they didn't come out with the automated toilet paper dispenser. That would have to come with a panic button. People would be trapped in that stall for days, penning their tragic memoirs. The diarrhea of Anne Frank. Day 31, my ass cheeks have welded together. <laughs> Praying for Nazis, anybody. <laughs> you know, the one time I actually needed a bathroom attendant. <laughs> oh, it's all right, all right. It's just bad technology. 
another example of bad technology, the leaf blower. It moves a leaf four feet at the price of waking up my whole goddamn neighborhood. Shouldn't even call it a leaf blower. They should call it a Guatemalan alarm clock. Guy shows up at the crack of dawn with that thing. Wake up, muchachos! These leaves aren't going to move themselves. And that's the annoying part. They are going to move themselves. You ever been to a forest? It's not stacked 90 feet high with leaves. They leave. They're even called leaves, for Christ's sake. hot in the city today. There's a breeze, but it's that New York City summer breeze, which is sort of like a fan blowing through a fresh pile of dog shit. <laughs> I was out of town last week. I flew down to Florida on Spirit Airlines. Have you flown this discount airline? Oh, it's great. For food, we ate the weakest passenger. <laughs> I get nervous when I fly. They still haven't found Malaysia Flight 370. Chinese Navy said they had picked up a ping, but I'm pretty sure that's just a stereotype. <laughs> you ever sit next to somebody in a flight and he starts coughing and you hope that he has lung cancer because you don't want to get the flu? You smoke? No. All right, I gotta go. Thank you very much, everybody. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for this great show. Matt Fulcheron. Robin Schall, Dave Temple, Greg Rugel, and all of you. Super cool. Thanks for watching, thanks for coming out.